Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Welcome to Curiosity Killed Nightcat. This is the true crime companion podcast to Nightcap with Nightcat on YouTube. This is an episode that was previously recorded when the show was called Saturday Morning Serial. Enjoy! The following program may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. It's the Saturday Morning Serial! They're great! Nine one one. what's your emergency? I wish we had some Captain Crunch. Death waited in the dark at the hands of a man they called the Night Stalker. Always have to be lucky charms. Yahoo! I'm Google! Theodore Robert Bundy, you are charged. Two counts burglary, two counts murder in the first degree, three counts attempted murder in the first degree. I'll plead not guilty right now. The refrigerator where Jeffrey Dahmer kept body parts. They're magically delicious! I am prepared to die if you say it is necessary. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Silly rabbit. Jackson, before we get into your uh, true crime story today for the Saturday morning serial, yeah. did you see that the FBI announced their most prolific U.S. serial killer? Who is it? you have any predictions on who it might Israel be? Israel Keys. Okay, now that would make sense because we've we've talked Israel Keys. That guy was bonkers. Yeah, he. Uh, I just finished a whole book on him, so we covered him in an early Saturday morning serial. Go back and find it. It is crazy. It'll ruin your life. It he will. sewed her eyes open. <laughs> but also, uh, I I read a whole book on him, and there were so many cases that they think that they might be able to link to him, and it, but without he he, he uh, killed himself in the in jail. Yeah. So we don't have that. But uh, I also found out he had done all this crazy stuff. Like he went to Mexico and he got gastric bypass surgery so that he and he was already a really thin guy. Like he was like not scrawny, but tall, lean, athletic yeah. kind. Uh, and he got gastric bypass so that he could go longer without food in case he was stuck in the woods, like hiding a body or stalking what? a kill or something. Yeah. He went to Mexico. He went to Tijuana, got um, under the table gastric bypass surgery so he didn't have to eat. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. That is not who the FBI said is the most oh, prolific. Is uh, they said it was Samuel Little. Is everyone hmm. familiar with Samuel Little? I believe that's the Green River. Isn't that who it is, Jason? Yeah. I don't, know it, I don't think that's Green, Green River. River. Is that but Green I know River? that he's got a big, long category of Yeah, I victims. feel like he's got... 93. Right. 93 yeah. is their number. So, yeah, that's they just made the announcement yesterday. They sent out a whole press release on... Right. I don't know why they're ranking them. Maybe because true crime's so in right now, they're like, we're going to do the same thing. And it's been in since the dawn of FBI time. FBI needs to podcast and uh, <laughs> they need some numbers. stuff, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if the FBI podcasted, I would be super jazzed. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to it. Uh, it's one of your specials, Jackson, because Jason Jensen from Jensen Investigation. Yes, that's the voice you just heard over there. Yeah. Our friend Jason Jensen, private investigator, right here in our building, luckily, which mm -hmm. is great. Short commute for you. 
Uh, he comes in once a month. He's also with the Cold Case Coalition to talk about an unsolved murder or missing person. And so I'm excited to find out what you got for us today, Jason. Today I thought I'd treat us with one of my favorite cases I've been working on for the past year. It's a cold case from 1985. It's Christine Gallegos. She was 18 years old and was murdered on May 15th of 1985. And it's a downtown Salt Lake case that uh, has been unsolved for the last, what is that now, 34 years. Wow. So, so where, what's a little bit of background on her? Sure. Uh, the background is she lived in West Valley City at the time. Okay. And when they found her deceased, it was on Jefferson Street over one block west of where now Smithfield is. But back then it was Dirksfield. And... and what, what oh, the, the ballpark. Right. Okay. Which is uh, interesting because what is a 18-year-old female from West Valley doing downtown a block from the ball field in the middle of the night? Yeah. So was, her body was found at like 3.40 in the morning, and the, the scene showed that she was both shot and stabbed. Man. What? Indicating that she was killed by a pair of individuals. Or at least assaulted by a pair. Uh-huh. Uh, what was determined was the gunshot was what was fatal. Uh-huh. She was shot on the left side of her neck in close proximity, and the bullet traveled through her carotid and out behind her ear, so she bled out. <laughs> but um, what's interesting is, um, yeah, what was she doing downtown? Her, her she had a boyfriend. Who okay. Was Home I was at, just about to ask because it's always was, the boyfriend, right, isn't it? He was home at the time, uh-huh. living with the family. So why was she out without her boyfriend? Was one of the first things that came to my mind. Yeah, because like you were just pointing out, Jackson is typically it's a it's a when a young woman goes missing or murdered. Yeah, a lover, a parent, parent or a sibling, someone who's living in the like house. That. So where did where did her family think that? she was at this point in time. Well, Does mother anyone... worked at night. So okay. she was just, she left the home with a pair of her friends, a couple of girls. But then she didn't, you know, the, the friends said that she left them alone. And so she was with two other individuals. Hmm. And from the scene, it was apparent that she was assaulted in an alleyway behind the stamp company, which is the building that still exists now that's behind... Uh, what's the name of the 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 grill there on 13? Is it Lucky 13? Yeah, Lucky 13. So mm. if you travel a half a block south from there, you'll see the the painted barrier. That's the brick building to the to the yeah. west side of to the east side of the road. There. Right. So her body was found in the middle of the street, laying on her back, and she clearly bled out of her neck mm. from the gunshot. So sad. But, the, but you could tell from the crime scene there was a struggle in the alleyway behind there. Her uh, earring was there. Her necklace was there. She put up a fight. She put up, oh, yeah, from the bruising on her face, she was severely tra- uh, traumatically brutalized before she was shot and stabbed. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's interesting about this case is we think we know who did it. Oh, really? Wow. Right, which we were able to uncover within a year, even though this is a case that's 34 years so old. So in the last year, right. you've uncovered enough evidence that you feel pretty confident. Yes. Okay. What kind of evidence were you looking for? Because, I mean, in 34 years, 
it's going to be hard to do any forensics. Like the DNA, fingerprints, well, that actually, sort of thing. Actually, actually, uh, we have our boots. Oh, you have our boots. We have our boots wow. uh, wow. for DNA testing. Because uh, if you followed anything on this case that I posted online, I have a Facebook page, uh, Christian Gallegos Connections, and I have all the different connections between her murder and several other girls. Uh, oh, so are you saying that th was this was caught part of by a, a serial killer? Yes, we believe it. Or a pair. Yeah. So is it a pair of serial killers? Well, I don't know how much the secondary party has involved with this other than I know their dynamics. I know their relationship. And I think that he was a victim as much as anyone else, but not a murder victim. He was certainly uh, taken advantage of. He was certainly uh, abused at times. And according to one of the witnesses I interviewed, he made the secondary individual stab her so that he could not snitch out him as the he shooter. Was oh. so, so one of the hopes that we're having and one of the reasons why I want to I'm excited to present this case to you guys is that your audience may help us encourage this fellow to come forward. We can get him immunity for his testimony because mm -hmm. because his stabbing was not fatal so statute of limitations that's is right up his that. conduct was an assault right which is a felony but can't be prosecuted more than four years after the offense because from the from the from from the autopsy we know that she was stabbed three times in quick succession uh -huh. in her upper right shoulder blade which probably oh. wouldn't have been fatal. Non-fatal. Yeah. So, he, he so then, so then, there's another knife wound in the middle of her back along her spine, but still didn't didn't cause paralysis or anything like that. It perforated her lungs, so she was having some mm. trouble breathing. Wow. And then there's another one where the blade is turned to a 45 degree angle that's right above the tailbone. So at that point, we can tell it was quick on the back. And then she's trying to make a break. Get away from him. Get away from him. So she was alive when it happened, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah she was alive. And it's consistent with the, 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 the report that I have that he made the secondary fellow stab her so that he wouldn't want... It sounds almost like the, the Hillside Strangler. If you don't, if you're not familiar with Hillside Strangler, that's a case in Los Angeles where um, women were going missing and they were being basic. Their bodies were basically be just being put on display, and they thought it was one guy who is uh, abducting women, women, strangling them, and then putting their bodies up. Mm -hmm. But then they, there was one body up on a hill, and they're like, "There's no way one guy got that body up there." So they started looking for a pair of guys, and it turned out to be a pair of cousins, one of whom was. There are conflicting reports, but the general consensus is that one of them was developmentally delayed. Okay. And so the other cousin was pulling the string. So he was the brains behind it all, but his brother or his cousin had all the muscles. So he needed someone to help him. He was Lenny. Commit, yeah, it was Lenny and George. Yeah. <laughs> so he needed, exactly, he needed a Lenny to help him commit all these crimes that he was thinking of. And they killed like 20 women, I want to say. So it sounds oh, like it's a very similar situation. Hold on, Jason, let me ask you a few questions to, just to catch up here. You, you, you use the word assault a lot. Sexually assaulted as well or just assaulted? No, no. We believe that they wanted to have okay. intercourse yeah. and she refused. And so that's what caused That's from what here. triggered the okay. shooter to lose his temper and, and because then, he has a history of that. Okay, we, so that's my next question. We know, so you know he has the, a history the actual of being guy. jilted by 
women and he had no self-control after that uh, and based thereupon every time that he was he was insulted by some rejection mm -hmm. he would react using a gun Ugh, men and would he usually wow. just shoot in the same place is that what makes you think that i mean no always... no uh, forensics tied this shooter to two oh, forensics other murders. Did it. okay oh okay and the report that I received is the secondary fellow confessed that it was his associate that oh. did both of these others. And, and okay. it's credible because the one case that he ultimately ended up being prosecuted for, he's doing time and he's in prison now. Oh, so he did get convicted of at least one murder. Of one of them. But you think that he committed two others, including Christine Gallego. On Saturday Morning Serial, we talk a lot about the big scary things like serial killers, murderers. People who wear flesh as suits. Yeah, flesh suits. People yeah. who go out for walks and never come home. Now, you two think about those things a fair amount, but how often are you thinking about the small scary things? Like, what are you going to do if you're in a car accident? Or what are you going to do if there's medical malpractice? I, I don't know if you've listened to Dr. Death, but that podcast oh. Oh explained all sorts of different things uh -huh. that can happen at a doctor's he office. decapitated her. Exactly. Slip and falls, wrongful death. There are all sorts of things that you need to be worrying about uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, not just on a weekly basis, Saturday morning serial. And that's why you need to get a hold of my friends over at Robert J. DeBry. Robert J. DeBry and Associates has 45 years of experience in all kinds of different laws. So they can help you in case you do get into a car accident or if something happens. Listen, your insurance company is not going to help you out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, we see it all the time. Insurance company, as, as nice as they might sound, that big building is not being built because they're paying out claims, okay? I've heard that insurance companies, they actually are called Dr. Death in some circles. That's, that's, what, that's what? what I have heard. That's what I refer to that's them as. <laughs> exactly. It's because they don't want to pay out in mm -hmm. case something happens. Robert J. DeBryan Associates are going to make sure that your insurance company pays you what is fair in case there's an accident. Check them out online today at robertdebry.com or give them a call. At 801-699-9999. So one of the things that we were looking for is, number one, to see if he was even responsible for the case that he was convicted of, mm. but also to see if there's some kind of connection between him and these other two murders that we believe that he is responsible for. And we found those connections. One is through this friend. The mutual friend. The mutual that the... friend that told me who these people were and that how stabby they knew joe each other. was like hey listen he made me do this and exactly okay. exactly wow so Unreal. because mm -hmm. there's that association then you know just like what you were alluding to earlier mm -hmm. friend family it it's clearly it was a friend that had a desire for some kind of intimate relationship that was got it you know jilted and didn't do, you, do well is there any um evidence that she knew this person the one who's already in prison the one you think is the murderer ahead of this night. Yeah, do they have a connection? Oh, yeah, yes, yes, So yes. they did have a connection and they were a part of the same social circle as well. That's right, that's right. They didn't uh, They didn't socialize at home, but there was a meeting place that was oh. active at the time, which, okay. which if you go to the Connections page, it's the Our Comforts, which was an arcade at the time that would actually feature live rock bands Oh. Uh, at their venue. Oh, cool. So uh, that's how it's connected from one case to another is through the through, through that place. venue, through that place. They would hang out there two, three times a week. So they were very familiar with the guy. 
Unfortunately, uh, half the people that knew him knew him by their street names. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Squirrel was, was one of them. The other one was Tree. We're looking for someone to confirm Tree is indeed this guy. But if you knew his name, you would would really appreciate why the nickname was Tree, given what his real name is. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh. Uh, so you think, and Squirrel is obviously the one that you're looking for because you think that he has the, the evidence. He, that we, he was the stabber. We believe that we can give, yes, exactly. We believe Squirrel can uh, give us Tree and that uh, we can offer him immunity. We're even prepared to give him the $12,000 reward. Wow. For him just to come Squirrel. in and just, yeah. just do his civic duty. It's yeah. been 34 years. Tell the truth. You know, and the, well, yeah, yeah and he's, yeah. Well, yeah, he's, he's changed are, his life. He's a good person now. He should come forward and just clear the air. And yeah, because mm-hmm. these guys are in there like, you know, 50s, oh, 40s, definitely. 50s. Yeah, definitely. like now's the time if there ever was one. Yeah, clear the like, air. Yeah, just stay I mean, anonymous. Let know, the family know. Like, you know, gosh. This guy's got to go away. So let me go through the timeline. So you're thinking that then uh, Christine was at this club. Right. And from there, she met uh, Squirrel and Tree, who she already knew. Right. Somehow they went for a walk or something. Right. Tree right. must have made a move. Well, it the, didn't the, go well. The, I'll add some more intrigue. Okay. The rumor was that the owner, Roger Comfort, who's now deceased, mm-hmm. was actually running uh, escorts out of the back of our oh. comforts. But he also had a second location where he was actually doing the escort business uh-huh. right by uh, 13th South and State Street, the little strip mall there that's right next to... Uh, oh, yeah. Car- the, carriage, the, uh, what is that restaurant? Carriage Inn? Carriage? No. Um, the one that has, like, lobster and salmon. Yeah, and- I love their pancakes. And you no, can only pay cash. They have the breakfast. best pancakes in town. Oh, what is that place called? I can't think of what it is. Well, it'll pop Some up in carriage. my head. I know yeah. that. I know the word carriage is there. But, so, if that's the location mm-hmm. of where the escorts were running, and it was Which rumored right that Christine was one of those girls. Oh, was it a rumor? Okay. That's Got how it. she gets the expensive boots. Oh. That's how one of her friends that also died was given expensive boots. Right. And the only thing that they told their parents was a friend gave these to me. And they both had the same story. You said her friend also passed away? Oh, yeah. Murder? She was murdered as well. Really? Uh, By a stabbing. That's a tough life. Like uh, nine months later. Really? Ah, ah. Okay. It's crazy that that's all here, too. It's here. I know. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. It, was a, it was a big, scary time in the 80s. That's when it started becoming big. A, you know, to encourage you to lock your doors. Prior to that, it wasn't such a big deal. But Which is how the 70s happened. Which right, is like, right. <laughs> you know, bonkers. We talk about it all the show. The 70s and 80s needed to just be canceled. They, yeah, it was just skip right over it. Coachman's. 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 Dinner, Coach, dinner yeah, Coach, yeah, carriage, Coachman's. Coachman's. Yeah, I've yeah. never been there. Oh, best for breakfast then? Best pancakes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So if you are Squirrel or if you know Squirrel, or if you know Tree even, get in touch with Jason Jensen Investigations. Yes. Okay, it's Jensen Investigations. Uh, look up Jason Jensen on Facebook. He's great at Facebook, by the way. Um, make sure, and there is a $12,000 reward. That's right, that's for, right. For figure, if anything that leads to confirmation as to who Christine's killer is. A conviction, right? 
Well, it doesn't even lead to a conviction. We just want the identity. Well, closure. Uh, yeah, of, yeah. Of tree. Or at least rule in a tree confirmation out. sense, other than. You know, if you knew his mm-hmm. name and you see the comparison, you'd be like, ah, oh, that's why. Yeah. It's obvious to you, but I want someone to actually come forward and confirm my my theory. Uh, also, you know, if you listen to True Crime, one of the reasons why we're having Jason in is we're hoping you'll share these stories. That, that's why he yeah. comes oh, down yeah. here. Yeah, share like, them. That's the idea is because we want to get these out. This is where we're from. This is where we live. Like, we want to solve some of these cold yeah, cases. Yeah, we want like, 400 cold cases in Utah last time you checked, right, Jason? 400 Utah cold cases? No. What's interesting is since the Utah Cold Case Coalition encouraged the legislature last year to have a central database. Rosie's Law. Yeah, Rosie's Law. And compel all law enforcement to to input their cold cases is grown from 200 to now 650 unsolved cold cases. So once a month, we're solving one of these. That's right. We're solving one of these puppies. That's um, so cool. If it's not, uh, if it's not through Jen's investigations, where else can people send information? That's what's great about the Utah Cold Case Coalition. We have a anonymous tip line. If you want to get out the information, but you don't want to reveal your identity, call three eight five clue three one three, and that's our anonymous tip line. The number that pops up on our caller ID is our own, so your oh, yeah. number is completely oh. off the caller ID. Awesome. Uh, And we should mention that uh, Jason, who is a private investigator, not only is he part of the Cold Case Coalition, you're doing a PI school. That's right. That's right. Um, So there. I know. Jackson's like, (laughs) I spent all my time investigating. You'd say you're going to come. Yeah, I'm going to try to get in there with with my work schedule. It might be difficult, but tell us all about it. This is very exciting. Sure. I'm a board member of the PIAU, which is the Private Investigator Association of Utah. This year, on November 1st and 2nd, we're having a two-day training of all of our members of the, and, and non-members are invited. Mm-hmm. Of course, being non-members, it costs more. So we're trying to also encourage membership. If you right. if you join as like an apprentice, which is a $50 membership. No, actually, I think it's 35 to join. And then uh, it's a matter of just paying the, the $50 fee for the two-day course. And we have one of the days is Ellis Maxwell uh, from the retired wow. police officer from the Susan yeah. Powell case. Yeah. He's now a private investigator and he's going to do a four hour course on, on death investigations. Hmm. Wow. And then the next day we have a, a uh, expert, I can't remember her name, but an expert from the Utah, not the Utah Cold Case, sorry, the Cold Case Foundation He's going to come in and talk about uh, forensics. Okay. A blood spatter. Oh, cool. So Ooh. those are. Oh, that's so cool. So, I could see you being a Dexter. <clears throat> yeah. So those two courses are very instrumental for cold case investigations. So I thought I would offer <clears throat> for people that are interested in true crime yeah. to come down, become a, a member. And I will sponsor them to be apprentices for wow. cases that I'm working on. Clearly, one person can investigate 650 cold cases. Right. So, yeah. so if I could have an army cold of apprentices case volunteers, yeah. and having them having a, a basic training in death investigations and and blood spatter, 
would only make them more valuable to me as an apprentice than somebody with no experience. Right. Cool. There's That's blood spatter cool. downstairs. Did you analyze that? I haven't seen <laughs> Somebody got hit there's in the face crime, and just walked away. There's a crime scene downstairs. Something bad happened downstairs. You saw the, the tire marks, right? I, I didn't even notice. Really? I, no, usually when I walk up here, I look up to your guys' studio up here because you guys yeah. got this got great, great bridge view. Yeah. I am determined to be right on this. It's a crime scene. She's so not. we should well, go down there and assault, look. It is, an, it is a crime scene of an assault if somebody was ha! punched. Ha! <laughs> okay. I think someone cut their hand, they walked over to their car, and then they peel out. That's what I think happened. No. That's that's my no. PI skills. Jason, <laughs> if someone wants to learn more about this, what's the best way to do so? The then? best way to, to get in touch with us at the PIAU mm -hmm. is to either go to our website, PIAU.com, or we're also on Facebook as well for the Private Investigator Association of Utah. Awesome. And in both locations, they're talking about the November 1st and 2nd dates. Yep. Uh, I believe it's going to be at the Salt Lake Community College, so there will be plenty of seating. So, Bruins. and I'm gonna I'm gonna get all of these links in a blog post at mix1051utah.com. So if you go to our website and search Saturday Morning Serial or SMS uh, Christine Gallegos, you will find it. Wonderful, cool man. It's good seeing you. Thank again. you so much. Thanks. Appreciate it.